Hello, this is Reverend John Harfouche, and you're listening to the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. We have a message for you today from Pastor Christy Amira Harfouche. For more information, live broadcasts, and video teachings, connect with us online at globalrevival.com and join us every week for the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. Open up to Psalms chapter 103. And let's read verse 1 through 5. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Put your hands on your spirit today. Say, I'm a believer. I have active faith. I have an alert mind. My body's full of energy. I want what God has for me. And I won't leave here without it. I will hear the word. I will heed the word and I will change. If you believe it today, let out the greatest shout of praise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You may be seated. So bless the Lord, oh my soul. How many of you see that the psalmist is commanding his own soul? To bless the Lord. And he's saying, praise the Lord, soul. Praise the Lord, all that is within me. Right? Bless his holy name. Praise God. Praise God for who he is. Praise God for who he is to you. Come on, soul. Praise God. Let out a shout, soul. Let out a song, soul. Come on, praise the Lord with a clap, soul. And so he goes, that's so good. And so he goes, he goes further and he says, bless the Lord or praise the Lord. Oh, my soul. And forget not all his benefits. Don't forget his benefits. Now, how many of you know that telling yourself not to forget is a very interesting, but very powerful thing. What are they? They're benefits. They're your benefits in God. Somebody say benefits. They're your benefits of serving God. Your benefits of belonging to God. Your benefits of growing up in God's house. Your benefits of being connected to him. Your benefits of being obedient to where he leads. Those are benefits. Those are, those are just my benefits. You know, when, you, when, you have, uh, uh, when you're involved in a, in, a, in a certain, maybe you're invited to a certain level uh, uh, of airline 
you, you could be a gold or silver or whatever, a, a medallion member, or you have a credit card or whatever. How many of you know you got benefits that go with that? Well, how many of you know that when you're blood bought, you belong to God, there's benefits that go with that. You have benefits. And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go further into that scripture in a second, but I just want to look at the benefits he mentions. How many of you know there's more benefits than just what he mentions? But he mentions benefits. He said, he forgiveth all thine iniquities. My God, a benefit. You have benefits in God. One of them is forgiveness of every iniquity, every failure, every sin. Forgiveness. The Bible said that when he forgives, he forgets it. It It is removed as far as the east is from the west. Your brain, my brain, cannot fathom how far the east is from the west. But God said that's how far he puts your iniquities away from his recollection and his mind. That's a good benefit. That, I'm telling you what, that's better than being belonging to a yacht club or a golf club or a tennis club or a, or, or, or a political party. That's a good benefit. My, I would rather have that than a seat at any table, than a front row at any, any event. My God, that's a good benefit. Woo! You don't see. See, you got to know. See, as a, as, a, as a church member, I got benefits. You have benefits. This is so good. See, he, he, the reason he's he's reminding himself. Why? Because if you don't remind yourself, then it's out of your mind. And what's out of your mind is out of the realm of influence to your life. If your mind is filled with what is fearful and what is uh, of the devil's report and what is of the world's diagnosis, then you will not be able to praise the Lord because your mind won't be on his benefits. But if you start reminding yourself, I got benefits, I got spiritual rights, I'm a member of the kingdom, I'm a citizen of God's family, I got healing, I got salvation, I got freedom. Woo! then all of a sudden your soul has a reason to bless the Lord. Your soul has a reason to magnify him. What does magnify mean? That's right. It means to make big. Well, how many of you know that you and I can't make God bigger? So what does it mean? It doesn't mean making God bigger. It means making God bigger in you. To you. Because when you magnify God, you're worshiping him. His bigness is big no matter what you do. He will be on the throne. If you forget about his throne, he'll still be there. How many of you understand what I'm talking about? But what we magnify, we worship. The Bible, I almost said the Bible, but it's not in the Bible. It's just something we say in English. We say you're making a mountain out of a molehill. Right? How many of you know that when you can magnify something that's small and before you're through with it, it will be the biggest thing in your life? Even though the size of the thing didn't change, it was just your visual perception of that thing made it bigger than it is. Well, how many of you know that I'm I'm not telling you a lesson about your life other than I'm talking about God? How many of you know that you can make 
a mountain into a molehill if you never think about it. You, you, you could make a mountain into a molehill if you don't magnify it. See, see, see how many of you remember that uh, Goliath was a lot b- bigger than David. But David wasn't magnifying Goliath. He was magnifying God. And so to him, Goliath was little. Because he hadn't been building Goliath's size up. No, he had been blessing the Lord. He had been magnifying his name. He had been talking about his benefits. He had been uh, meditating on his promises. He had been thinking about how much bigger God is than Goliath. How much more faithful God is than our own strength. My goodness. Woo! My goodness. Anytime you need to release that, woo, just let it out. I don't, I don't want anybody to explode in the place today. I don't know what happens to a tea kettle if it doesn't, woo, but I know it ain't good. <laughs> Glory to God. And, and so what did he say? We only got to one of the benefits, didn't we? Ah, he forgiveth all thine iniquities. Who healeth how many of your diseases? He healeth all thy diseases. You hear me, global church? So in this sentence, you can either magnify disease or you could magnify the healer. It's all about who you're going to praise. Who are you going to worship? Who are you going to meditate on? Who are you going to put your mouth on? Now, that's a southern, (laughs) that's a very, very southern phrase. I don't even know if that's a current southern phrase. That's an old southern phrase. Some of you may have never heard that before. I don't think I've ever said it before, but what it means (laughs) is to talk about something or somebody. And how many of you know if you catch yourself talking about the diseases too long, you'll forget about the healer. But you and I aren't called to magnify what's under our feet. How many of you know you're not even supposed to see what's under your feet? It's out of your, it's out of, I'm sorry, I can't see it. It's under my feet. (laughs) He healeth all thy diseases. He's your healer. That's a benefit. That's one of my rights. See, I'm a citizen of the kingdom. You can't take those rights away. Woo, I've been born from above. You can't take those rights away. I got rights. I got healing. I got forgiveness. Hallelujah. And man can't take away what man never gave. He doesn't have the authority to do so. Disease can't take away healing if the healer is your healer. He's not big enough. Uh, you, know, you know, Goliath is not big enough. To defeat God. That's what David knew. He, he, wasn't, he wasn't stuck on, yeah, but Goliath's going up against me. No, he didn't see himself without the benefits. Woo! No, he saw himself with the benefits. I got benefits. See, I, I'm, I'm going to stop now. I'm, I mean, I'm not going to stop, but I'm going to stop on that. Verse 4, he redeemeth thy life 
from destruction. Now, destruction, that, that means the trap, the pit, the plan. Doesn't matter who's plotting. God already redeemed you from the plot beforehand. He redeemed you from the ditch before it was dug. He knows the enemy's tactics before he thought them. Thought of them. My goodness. What is happening to me? (laughs) There must be somebody watching. If you're watching and you talk like that, you let me know. Somebody watching from like deep Alabama. You need this word so bad. I'm talking straight to you. I'm coming to your doorstep. (laughs) Glory to God. He, he redeemed thy life from dis- he redeemeth thy life from destruction. Doesn't matter what 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 plot they lay for you, what what scheme the devil lays out. Do you think that God is taken by surprise? Do you think that the devil has any moves that God hasn't seen? There will never be a time ever for all eternity that the devil says check or checkmate. Uh Uh-uh. Check you. (laughs) And so he crowneth, my God, he crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercy. And you know, crowneth is nice. I like that. I like crowns. I, I like to wear them. You know, I'll tell you a secret. My phone background says, remember your crown. Just to remember every day that I'm a king and a priest or a queen and a priest. But how many of you understand your royalty? You're born from above. You have authority in God. You, you've been given, Right? And so he crowneth you with loving kindness and tender mercies. But that word also means surroundeth you. Loving kindness and tender mercies. You're surrounded with it. Everywhere you look, my God, he loves me. My goodness, look at those mercies. Mercies new every morning. What are mercies? Mercies are the answer to anything that you need. The answer to anything you pray for. Mm. Who satisfies thy mouth with good things. Now that's a benefit that we all like. He satisfies. Woo, thank you, Jesus. He satisfies thy mouth with good things so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. That's a benefit. That's a benefit. Oh, yeah. My youth is renewed like the eagles. My youth is, that's a benefit. And so he said, bless the Lord, oh my soul and all that is within me and bless his holy name 
and forget not all his benefits. And that word forget, are you with me? Is this too simple? The word forget means unintentionally, unintentionally put where it cannot readily be found and so lose it temporarily. Do you remember the the prodigal son? He came to himself and It's a different temperature. You know what I mean. Uh, you might not know what I mean. <laughs> it, it's, it's a different atmosphere in the body of Christ, in the church of the living God. We have different benefits. We, we, it might be desert outside. We have oasis inside. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. We are fitly framed together as stones that are built together into his holy temple. Inside is holy. Glory to God. I don't know how I got on that, but it's good. So the, the product, that's what the prodigal son, he remembered. He came to himself. How many of you know that? How did he forget that? He had just misplaced that knowledge. He misplaced it. And there's people joining me today and you have had that experience. You misplaced something that you should have known. And you woke up and you said, what am I doing? Why am I acting like I don't have benefits? Why am I acting like I'm not part of God's house and part of God's family and like I don't have a covering and like I don't have a lineage and like I don't know. No, don't act like that. You're, you're not, you're, you don't need to eat pig slop. So forget not. It also means to be oblivious of. To be oblivious of from want of memory or attention. Why? Because you took it out of your focus. You took it out of your focus. We're not called to do that. We've got, we've got to put his benefits. It's got to be our, our one focus. 
you know, it, 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 it's right there. Right there. All right. Are you still with me? Yeah. All right. Open up in, in the Bible to Acts uh, in chapter 16. Just take a moment when you're there. I'll let you get there. Forget not all his benefits. Why? How do you forget? You, you stop dwelling on it. You stop remembering it. You stop thinking about it. See, that's why praise and, is, is important, not just in song, but praise every day. You know, what, what you speak about, what you meditate on, what you think about, what you listen to, all of those things will be magnified in your life. And so many people unintentionally magnify the report of the devil. They dwell on things that are void of the answer for so long they forget they have it. But we're not called, to, we, we, we can't afford to forget. We're in a battle the Bible said the, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty. They're not what we see, but they're mighty. They're not what we hold in our natural hands, but they're mighty. And, and before we go to Acts, I, I got to go, I got to follow the Holy Spirit. Go to, and, and also, I got to, uh, apostle, because uh, apostle, uh, mentioned the scripture to me and uh you know everything that i have learned i've learned from our apostles and they have i i i thankful i'm thankful to god for their training and their patience and <laughs> their grace and their uh selflessness to raise up disciples and i give all uh, uh the honor to whom it is due my apostles, I thank God for them. You know, uh, you know, we, we don't we don't realize, and, and I'm going to read Second Timothy, but we don't realize sometimes uh, the kind of prayer covering, the kind of strength, the kind of uh, things that 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 God puts in us through our leaders. When you have a father in the faith, now listen, if, you, if, you, if you're one of those people, and I, and I love you, and I thank God for every person that's joining us, but you might not be the person I'm talking to. But if apostle and apostle, if they're your parents in the faith, then you, you got to know that what they speak, it's what you need when you need it. You got to know that because God gives your leaders what you need. That doesn't mean he doesn't speak to you. It just means that if you would receive the gift of God that God sends to you, then you will be on that right path for the rest of your life. See, what happened to the prodigal son was that he decided that he was going to live his life the way he wanted to live his life. I'm sure his father had taught him many wonderful things, but not enough to keep him from ending up uh, acting like he didn't have an inheritance. I'm not talking about money. He spent all that. How many of you know that inheritance is deeper than just money? Inheritance is, is your, your lineage, your who are you. 
And so when, when God brings you into this fold and you become an International Miracle Institute student, uh, you know, and you become a daughter or a son in the faith of apostle, then you've got to know that that is a very strong and important connection. And there may be times where what they speak, you have to receive it, and then you have to, my goodness, i got to meditate on that. i got to think about that. i got to go over that word. I've got to know that, you know, because sometimes, sometimes you want a specific question answered. And so when God comes to you through your man or woman of God, through your father, mother in the faith, and, and it sounds like it's coming from over here. You've got to know that just because it sounds like it's coming from a different area than the question you have, it's probably the answer to the question is just coming at you in a way that you weren't expecting. Every time someone asked Jesus a question, he always responded in a way that they weren't ready for. Anyway. So 2 Timothy and chapter 1 and verse 6. He said in actually verse 5, look at verse 5. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also... Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance. How many of you see that word remembrance? Somebody shout it. So how many of you see that just because you have something, whether it be a benefit, whether it be a spiritual deposit, whether it be an impartation, whatever that is that you have, it does not mean that it's active in your life unless we are remembering it and stirring it up within us. And so he said, Remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. Now, Paul said that Timothy had a gift that was deposited from his grandmother, from his mother, and then also an impartation that came from the Apostle Paul. How many of you believe that's the truth? And so God gives us gifts through his gifts. Thank God. Hallelujah. And so... Be not thou therefore ashamed. Oh, excuse me. Verse 7. For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Now stop. He told Timothy, if you do not remember and stir it up, the byproduct will be fear. If, and, and how many of you know that remembering means reminding yourself? It means magnifying the truth. It means celebrating the truth. It means that when the, when the enemy comes with the report that's of the adversary, you respond with the report of God. You say, no, that's not my inheritance. My inheritance is health. My inheritance is peace. My inheritance is sober mind. My inheritance is power. My inheritance are these things. Hallelujah. And so he said, but of power and of love and of a sound mind, that's the spirit that you have been given. You've been given the spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. So you stir up that gift on the inside of you. Do it for a little while. Just put your hands on your spirit and just pray in the Holy Ghost in here tonight. You, 
and, and global church member, son and daughter in the faith of this ministry, you have an impartation that God's put on the inside of you. You have an impartation from the laying on of apostle and apostle's hands. You have a gift of God within you. It is not, uh, the, the byproduct of that gift is the opposite of fear. It's boldness, it's courage, it's faith. It, it's a spirit that has a sobriety of mind, that has peace, that has focus, that is not confused, but that is filled with the answer of Jesus Christ. That's what you are filled with. That's what you are connected to my goodness and this body of believers that God is raising up in every nation of the earth is not a body that will be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine see we've got to know no we've got an anchor we know what we built our life on we know what the word of God says to us we know who our father and mother in the faith is and we will hold on to that word that God has spoken to us we will recognize the pearls that God gives us. We won't think that it's not uh, uh, pearls. We will know because we are not like those who don't recognize treasure. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Just stretch your hands up to heaven and shout glory three times. Glory. 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 So, so see the, the, a sound mind. A sound mind comes from stirring up the gift of God. A sound mind comes from reminding. Reminding. Wait a second. Wait a second. I know who I am. I'm a soldier. I'm, 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 I'm a soldier. I know who I am. I know what apostles taught me. I know what Dr. Robin has taught me. I know who I am in Christ. I've learned my authority. I've learned my heavenly identity. I've learned that I'm a God person. I've learned about miracles. I've learned about great faith. I've learned about the anointing and so on and so forth. I know what my benefits are. I know what word I'm built on. Hallelujah. And so you, we stir that up. And so, so now go with me to act. I'm not going to keep you too much longer. Glory to God. Acts in chapter 16. And verse 25. And it says, and at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed. How many of you know they were in prison? So here is Paul and Silas, and they're in prison. Somebody say prison. They are incarcerated. They are locked up. It looks like an impossible situation. How many of you know that that was, that was the time that they could have forgot? They could have forgot who they are. They could have forgot what deposit is on the inside of them. They could have forgot that they were an apostolic person. They could have forgot. I almost said apostolic woman, but it's because I was putting myself in their shoes. How many of you are apostolic women? They they could have forgot. They could have forgot. They they could have been mindful of the prison. They could have been mindful of the, the, the gates that were closed. They could have been thinking about the fetters and the chains that were around their hands. They could have been thinking about the situation. But instead, they started thinking about the bigness of God. And they started praying knowing that they have benefits. They have a covenant. They have a connection. They have a faith that can't be crushed. They have a truth that can't be overcome. Hallelujah. 
prison, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. The prisoners heard them. The prisoners might have thought they were crazy. The prisoners might have thought they were crazy. But not for long. Not for long. My goodness. Saying praises unto God. Thank you, Lord. Why why would you thank God in jail? Why would you thank God in prison? Global church, it's too easy to think, well, yeah, but that's Paul and Silas. And yes, I know that story, Pastor Christie. We've heard that story. They sang praises in jail. Who cares what the other prisoners thought? Well, it's too easy to put that in a different time. What about now? What about now? What's making you be quiet? What's making you shut up about your praise and about your God? What's making you act timid about your connection with the church of the living Christ? What's making you sit on your praise? My goodness. How many of you are with me? See, you you might think, well, they're in jail. They wouldn't care what the other prisoners think. But I see a whole lot of people in desperate situation right now that care what other people think. It is not time to sit on the truth or be quiet about the God who saved us, the God who heals, the God who delivers, the God who opens the prison doors. Woo! That's right. I'm going to, I'm going to sing praises. I don't care what anybody else thinks. I don't care that it's midnight and they're trying to sleep. I don't care what's happening. I'm not staying in this prison. My God is greater. My God is bigger. My God is more powerful. Hallelujah. So, 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 you know, they started, they started praising. They started praying. They started singing and the other prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake. Why? Because you can't magnify God for very long before things start shaking and things start changing. God was with them and they could not be caged because the freedom of God was already moving in their life. God made them victors already before they were put in that prison. Woo! You can't cage what God has freed. You can't chain what God has has set free. My goodness, he who is the sun sets free is free indeed. Glory to God. And so praise is not captive. Praise can't be shut up. It doesn't matter where you are. Daniel, 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 my goodness. I'm going to, there was a, Daniel was, he, he did something every day wasn't different. He did it every day. He prayed every day with the window open every day, every day. He did that every day. (laughs) And, and one day 
the king signed a decree that said you can't do that for 30 days. But Daniel didn't stop doing what he had done every day because he was already doing it every day because what he did had nothing to do with the kingdom that he was in. It had to do with the king that he served. Now, now how many of you know that we are good examples and we have been great examples and I'm not preaching rebellion. I'm just telling you what Daniel did. So if Daniel was able to pray with the window open in a situation where he should have, he should have prayed in a closet. He could, he could have prayed in the closet. He could have shut his window and gone and prayed in the closet. He could have prayed in the basement. He could have prayed in the kitchen. He could have prayed anywhere. But he prayed in the same place that he always prays because that's what he did every day. And it was not going to change because all of a sudden it became more difficult. We praise God when it's challenging and we praise God when it's not. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We, we, We don't just do what's comfortable. Yes, we know we can praise God sitting down. But if the Spirit of God moves us, we're going to jump up. Yes, we know we can praise God at home, in the closet, in our pajamas, without any makeup on. But we always praise God in church. So we're going to get up and we're going to come and we're going to praise the Lord and we're going to serve Him. Woo! Hallelujah. It's not because we don't have faith that God can meet us in the closet. because we got benefits <laughs> we 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 it's not about it's not about doing what 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 he didn't do he just did what he always did he just didn't alter his worship to god because it became unpopular to do so <laughs> glory to god no, he kept, he kept doing what he had done. The Bible said he continued doing what he had done a four time. Yeah. Now, how many of you know that, that, that his story didn't end there? You, you may be seated. I know I got, I got you riled up. And global church members, you know, I know that you're connected. And I know that you're hanging on every word. So I'm not, I'm not, how many of you know, I'm not disqualifying you because, because of wherever you are. I don't know where you are. You might be in your pajamas. That's fine. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is not being mm, muzzled or, 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 or intimidated to be who you are. If you are a Christian and you serve God do not edit it because it becomes unpopular or because it, it become because you become pressured or because of anything. Daniel did not edit his prayer life to fit into the box that was made for him. Woo! Glory to God. Hallelujah. And so they, they took him to the lion's den. The lion's den. My goodness, that's not, that's not exciting. That, that's not exciting. That is not comfortable at all. That's not just, it's not one lion. It's a lion's den. And these aren't like lions that get fed regularly. No, you know they keep those lions hungry. No, we know they keep those lions hungry because the next people that were thrown in 
were eaten before their bones hit the ground. Wow. Those are some hungry lions. story the angel of the Lord why because Daniel was not magnifying the situation he didn't he didn't magnify the lions he magnified God and that's why God was so big in his life glory to God and so the the, we're in acts and there was a an earthquake and the foundation of the prison was shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bands were loosed everyone. I love that. Everybody in the entire prisoner, even the prisoners are like, go to sleep. (laughs) Shut up. You know, there were, you know, there were, and then all of a sudden their bands were loosed and, and, and they were so, they were so, they were so thrown off by the fact that they were, they were free that, that how many of you know that none of the prisoners even left? They were just like, what do I do now? <laughs> All right, are you with me? Yes. All right, we're gonna we're gonna go we're gonna go to one more place, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go. Not that you're imprisoned here, because <laughs> <laughs> we are free. Amen. Uh, he's looking for somebody to say, "Do it in my life." I believe you, God. I believe you more than what I see. I believe you more than what I'm hearing. I believe you more than the situation. I I believe you more than the way I feel. You know, in the spirit, there are things you sense that are not you. You could sense the intimidation of other Christians. You could sense the, you you know, you know, when you walk into certain environments, you actually feel like you need to be quiet. Nobody told you to be quiet. We told you you needed to be silent, but you could walk into a specific place and you could feel like, oh, this is a quiet place. I need to be quiet. Well, how many of you know that the atmosphere of the world can make you feel like it's not the day to praise? It isn't in vogue to be a spirit-filled, loud Christian. (laughs) It's it's not stylish to sweat during praise and worship and... (laughs) have a praise break, you know, it, listen, we don't care what's stylish. We care what's real. We care what's true. I, I don't, I don't want to be a, 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 uh, uh, a stylish Christian. I, I want to be a real Christian. And I don't, cause how many of you know, styles come and go. But Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And are you in Genesis? Oh, because I didn't tell you to go to Genesis. <laughs> go, to, go to Genesis. <laughs> and, and real, real always gets the last laugh. You know, the re- real is what opens the prison doors and all the prisoners go, wait, that was pretty cool. How did that happen? 
Real, real is what shows. Real has proof. My goodness, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for these benefits that you've given us. We're not going to go without one of them because we're going to continually remind ourselves. We're going to continually listen to your word. We're going to continually fan the inner flame. We're going to remember what kind of deposit you've put within us. We're going to remember what kind of impartation we have. So in Genesis in chapter 39, and how many of you know that we're in the chapter that talks about Joseph? Somebody say Joseph. Joseph. Now Joseph is a, is, a, is a powerful man of God because Joseph never forgot who he was. Everybody tried to make Joseph disbelieve who he was. He had, a, he had a dream and God showed him that he was called to be a leader, that he was called to rule, right? And everybody tried to tell him, no, you're not. You're, you're no good. You're nothing. You're, you're, you're not, you're, you know, you're, you're not worthy. You know, his, his, I don't want to get into it, but you know the story. His brothers ripped him off. They left him for dead. He got sold into slavery. It wasn't pretty. But Joseph never forgot who he was through the whole thing. And we know that's the truth because he never lost the favor and the connection that he had with God. And so when he was in a seeming situation that was impossible, how many of you know that's what we've been talking about tonight? Paul and Silas were in prison. Daniel was uh, uh, in a political situation that wasn't in tune with his prayer life. And... um, How near you are with me? And and then here's Joseph. Now, Joseph is sold into slavery, and he is bought. Somebody say bought. By Potiphar. And he goes into Potiphar's house, and this is the most incredible thing. Um, He... was so, So Potiphar bought him, and in verse... Uh, let's look at verse one. And Joseph was brought down to Egypt and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down thither. And the Lord was with Joseph and he was a prosperous man. What? Who was prosperous? How can you be prosperous when the world thinks that you are a slave. That's so good. How many of you know that if God calls you prosperous, it's just a matter of time till everybody sees the proof of what's reality. Mm. And so the, he was a very prosperous man. And my goodness, somebody needs to lift your hands up and shout, Woo! Because how many of you know that you are more prosperous than you perceive? You are more prosperous than people know. You are more prosperous than you might feel. Because your benefits with God, God said he, Jesus was made poor so that you through his poverty would be made rich. He said he would meet every one of your needs according to his riches in 
glory. You have favor that is not dependent on where you are and not even dependent on who people think you are. See, they thought he was a slave, but Potiphar was about to find out that this, this Joseph seems to have something. He's got something. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian, and his master saw that the Lord was with him. And that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. And Joseph found grace in his sight, and he served him, and he made him overseer of his house, and all that he had he put into his hand. Mm. And it came to pass from that time that he had made him overseer in his house and over all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. How many of you know that the Egyptian wasn't, wasn't Joseph's source? According to God, Joseph wasn't blessed by the Egyptian's house. The Egyptian's house was blessed by Joseph. That means your nation is not blessed. Uh, be, your, your nation is not your source. You're not blessed because of the nation you're in. Your nation is blessed because you're in that nation. Your place of employment is blessed because you're in that place of employment. Your city is blessed because you're in that city. Your family is blessed because you're a part of that family. My goodness, everywhere you go, the Bible said that territory belongs to you. Everything you touch, the Bible said, will prosper. You have favor that is not of this world. It's out of this world. Glory to God. And the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. Now, I want to stop there and I want you to see that the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what situation you are in. And and do you have those testimonies for me? I want to read a couple of those because these, these are faith building. See, there are people all over the world that need to hear this and people here that need to hear this. This is faith building. It doesn't matter. Someone say, it doesn't matter. matter. Your source is God. God is so good. And so uh, this one says, are you with me? Do you want to hear a few testimonies? All right, just lift your hands up to heaven and shout, woo! Woo! Now, do you see that? Potiphar's house. See, see, listen, if you're on, you're on, uh, you're being sold as a slave. I don't want to stick on this for too long. But you're not getting treated real well. You're not getting fed real well. We don't know what kind of living conditions you're in, right? And you get bought, and then you go into a house. You would think that that was a promotion. You would think that Potiphar's house blessed Joseph. Now he's got steady meals. He's got a roof over his head. He, he has a better living condition. No, because Joseph was a prosperous man because God was with Joseph. See, it didn't matter what situation you put him in. He had favor that could not be taken away from him. Glory to God. And so uh, you, you've got to claim that. 
You've got to claim that. You've got to know that God is your source. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter how. God will bring into your hands what you need to prosper during this time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's not up to man. It's not up to the situation. It's Your victory is not in the hands of the Goliath. Your victory is not in the hands of the situation. Your victory is not in anybody else's hands. God called you blessed. God called you prosperous. Glory to God. And so that you, we have to know we're tithers. Tithers have benefits. What are the benefits of tithing? God said he would rebuke the devourer for our sake. The devourer cannot eat our stuff. God said he would open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing on us that there would not be room enough to contain it. Did he say, asterisk, except when there's something terrible happening in the world. Asterisk, except when we're in a time of uh, famine. No. Uh, no, Isaac sowed in famine and reaped 100-fold in the same year. That's good. This one says, I have had so many contracts coming in during this time. When others are experiencing a decline, I am increasing. Thank you for your prayers. My goodness. Celebrate with that person because that's your word too. This one's, and that's from Virginia. This one said, I have received more income during this time that I have been out of work than I would have if I worked full time. God has provided above and beyond what I can ask or think. That's from Florida. Is that good? Do you want to thank God about it? Go ahead. You won't take too long for my sake. I I won't ever interrupt a God praise. This one says, we're thanking God that he's come. He's keeping us through this economic time. We saw a slight drop in our customer base for a very short time. But it has been steadily increasing for the past three weeks. Praise Jesus. Please give the apostles our love. Amen. That's from Alaska. This one says, I got the job I was believing for. I begin tonight. This is my first job after 13 years. I'm just reading this for the first Wow. I'm so happy about it and so thankful for all the prayers from Dr. Arfush and Dr. Robin. Oh, and I thank God for IMI. That is a good testament. Miss, uh, Mississippi, okay. That's awesome. Yeah, because you, 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 uh, uh, you got a miracle. That's what it was. You were physically not capable. That's a good testimony. Yeah. All right, this one's from Alabama. I... Uh, uh, okay, I have a testimony. My credit was really bad, and I'm not working right now. However, I made a few changes and checked my credit, and it's almost perfect. <laughs> Somebody needs to praise God about that. <laughs> Ooh, thank you, Jesus. Also, since I have not been working, God has been blessing me financially. Every time I turn around, someone is giving me money. 
I also have several job offers lined up, and once this stuff clears, they want to hire me. That's Alabama. Somebody praise God about it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, because, you know, it's, 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 hard, it's hard to say because it sounds so straight, but how many of you know that you got to be straight? You, you, you know, you got to tell the truth. The, the, the Bible says that we can't serve God and mammon, right? We have to pick one. Well, we'll see what we've been talking about tonight, magnifying God, glorifying God, praising God. That's serving God. But see, sometimes people don't recognize that they're unintentionally magnifying the evil report. They're unintentionally magnifying money. They put a greater uh, uh, level of importance on money than they do on serving God. And that's a mistake. Because serving money uh, can't save you can't heal you, can't keep you, can't keep your family, can't keep your joy, can't give you courage, can't give you boldness, can't save your life. And so, so you can live your life unintentionally magnifying the wrong thing. And that means that God cannot be big on behalf of you. You say, well, how can you say that, Pastor Christy? God is big. There's nothing I can do that could decrease who he is. Well, that's true. But there are things we can do to decrease his ability to move on our behalf. God cannot force himself into our life. But when we magnify him, when we say, my trust is in you, God, my focus is in you. I know whom I have believed and I know that you're able to keep me. I know what your word says. It doesn't matter what's going on outside. I know I'm in your kingdom and I'm in your economy and I'm in your house. Hallelujah. And, and, and so glory to God. My goodness, I'm sorry. I just got to praise God. Thank you, Lord, that we are not victims. We are victors. Thank you, Lord, that we are not targets of poverty or sickness or fear. But we are filled with your boldness. We are inheritors of your covenant. We are filled with the Holy Spirit and your power. Hallelujah. We have been favored. We have been blessed. We have been called. We have been chosen. We have been made a part of your family, your We're flesh of your flesh and bone of your bone. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thanks for joining us on the Christian Harfush Ministries podcast. Join us on our other podcast, Miracles Today. Connect with us at globalrevival.com and we'll see you next week.